Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One and two. Greg into the eight o'clock hour on this Sunday morning. So glad you are with us. Uh, sunny outside, but some clouds are creeping in. We're probably going to see some rain later yep, on, later on today. today. Yeah, it's later a, on today. It's a done deal. And we say yeah. to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in, you ready? Mountain Park. Mountain Park. You know about Mountain yeah, Park. Mountain Park. No, Mountain I don't Park. know nothing about Martin, Ma- 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 Mountain Park, Mountain but you do. Park. Yep, great. That's up by you. It is. It is a nice, nice tennis facility over there, and it's uh, up in Gwinnett County. You need to come out and check it out. I might just do that, especially since I got some new shoes to play, but we ain't going out there. But we will work on that. Anyway, uh, without further ado, and I will let you do the, the honors, yeah, because we have we, a very we, special guest. Very special guest, and we just played the band from her alma mater. Ooh. We just played that. That was the band from her alma mater playing, so we, we wanted to have her some some fitting music to make her feel welcome. We got a big smile on her face, don't we? Yeah, we do. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, Checking in with us this morning is Tanitra Batiste. Tanitra, good morning. Hey, finally. We got you on our show. Yeah. Good morning. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Well, we all right. We started the ground off just, you know, just trying to get people ready for this Sunday of football action. Hey, listen. We're gonna talk about a lot of other things. You got a pick for this after for this afternoon's games. Who who's going to the Super so Bowl? I've got, I've got head and heart picks, right? Okay. So head picks are oh boy, Eagles, Bengals. Heart picks, Eagles Chiefs. Eagles Chiefs. Wow. So we'll see how how it goes. Why why is the yeah. heart pick different? The only concern the, the concern I have is this: we really don't know. What we're going to, what's going to be with Patrick Mahomes' ankle? It, it looks good all week in practice, and don't get me wrong, I believe Andy Reid. If he says it's good, it's good. If Patrick Mahomes says it's good, it's good. But you really, really don't know until you get that first snap and you get that first pass rush from the Bengals' defense. That's when you're really going to find out. I, I I absolutely agree with her. And here's the other thing about this: is her opinion. What we've talked about is nothing more than a testament to Brock Purdy. Because when you talk about these four quarterbacks, he would, you would think, would be the one concern for people. Here's this guy, this rookie, going into a championship game. But no, she's so confident in what we've seen so far that it's the other guy who uh, you're really kind of concerned about. A guy who's been in the Super Bowl, by the way, in a couple NFC championships. But listen, we'll see what, how this plays out today. You can catch both games right here on uh, 92.9 Game in case you can't get in front of a TV. But as Sam said, we brought you back with that alma mater, and this is kind of a special day for you, Tanitra. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are at Life University. They got the Life University Classic up there, and you're there. You're going to be going up there to support your school, right? 
Yeah, I'll be headed up to life in about an hour. Our cheer team, the first HBCU team to win the cheer championship for the NIAIA is back at it. Again, hoping to get back-to-back. So we'll be competing this morning at 9 a.m. That's round one. And, of course, we are confident that everything is going to go well. So then they'll be back at it for round two at 1040. But, yeah, an exciting, exciting day for Xavier University of Louisiana right there in my native New Orleans. Look at that. Were you ever a cheerleader? No, you know, actually, I was a dancer, and I say was, you know, what Greg, I should say is, because no, once a dancer, always a dancer, yeah, because I am dance. still dancing to this day. So, yeah, I was a dancer <laughs> so back would, in that day. So it would be a compliment to call you. Well, you did it at one spot. Maybe you did it at other places, but are you a dancer, or are you consider yourself a gypsy? <laughs> Ooh, you see what I mean? See, I know them terms. See, see. No, see. That's, a, that's a compliment to dancers, because they bop around to different places. Yeah. See what I mean? So that was she you understood I wasn't insulting you at all, but some people take that yeah, as a badge no, of honor. You know, being a gypsy. Yeah, no. And I listen, as nomadic as I am, it, it'll never be an insult <laughs> because yeah, I've, I've been everywhere. And every every pit stop, yes, I always, always dance, whether I am the dancer, the instructor, or in a lot of instances both. So yeah, it's exciting. And back in my day, it was just kind of interchangeable because if you know HBCU culture, you know that dance and cheer is interchangeable because a cheerleader has to absolutely know how to dance his or her face off, and a dancer better know how to cheer and do some backflips as well, which I could do all that too. So, yeah, you, you've got to oh, oh, the backflip. Wait a minute. The backflip. <laughs> we got the backflip. I was a little bit of a gymnast too, so that now we've just Uh-oh. kind of bonded. Yeah, yeah it was Florex, oh and, Florex and rings Yikes, for me. Yikes, folks. Uh, uh, folks. I love it. Uh, folks, we're spending time on the way for it. Got my life. We're with Tanitra Batiste. She is social. Yeah, she you is. can find her on Twitter at Tanitra Batiste, all lowercase. Talk about you, the makeup of this team, and, and they won it last year. Is this a new squad, Tanitra? Are there a lot of uh, returners on, on this year's squad for, for Xavier? Yeah, we're bringing a lot of veterans back on the squad. I had an opportunity to meet some of them and see some of them back in November for homecoming and then again last month because, listen, guys, Sam, Greg, it is so serious that they actually go out on the road throughout the year on recruiting trips. So they were here in December, and literally there are hundreds, hundreds of cheer team members who come out for those recruiting trips all around the country. And, yeah, so it's a serious thing. It's a thing. And I love the fact that, yes, we do have a lot of veterans coming back, but most importantly, we have the National Coach of the Year, Coach Glenn Caston, coming back. He is just amazing. And kind of the, the folklore about it is this. As you guys know, our university is known for the last quarter century, a little bit more than that, of turning out the most African-American students who go on to medical school in this country and not just go to medical school, but actually complete medical school. And so to think that these students are those who come from all over the country and all over the world to become the next great band of physicians, and then they're able to do this kind of thing. In fact, we've got some video online where they're showing you the day in the life of a cheer team member, which starts at 5 a.m. and oftentimes doesn't end until midnight because, again, they're trying to get into the top medical schools in the country. So long story short, two, maybe three years ago, our team finished about hmm, 10th. 
And this was the third, I think the fourth year, the fourth year that the NAIA had this, this competition, which they are the only uh, division or conference in the country that actually uh, treats cheer as a sport uh, to, to this level. So, anywho, uh, we, we recruit Coach Gap, Coach Gaston, or Caston rather, and the students, the cheer team go to him and they say, this is not acceptable. We're not 10th. That's not who we are. So the next year they get there and they they play six and they go once again. We're not sixth place. We're number one. We want to know how to get to that top level. So they go on a mission for about 365 days. They recruit more cheer staff and there we are getting the highest score in the history of the competition. He's national coach of the year and we expect nothing less than greatness this year. But I say that to say when you want to talk about student athletes, they are the definition and the embodiment of a student athlete. Man, you can just feel the pride oh, coming yeah. off can't of her, you? man. Tanitra needs to join Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Very proud Xavier University alum. Yes. Now you sat here and yeah. talked about you talked about the the athletes going on to medical school and, and, and what the university has done for the students that have gone there. Let me just tell you something. There ain't nothing to sneeze about a broadcaster who is in major market radio and television. And Xavier produced that person, too. You are sitting in a spot that's very mm, – it's a destination for a lot of people in broadcasting, and you're here, and you've been here for a while. And so you shouldn't just sort of gloss over your achievements. Sam and I were actually talking. You know, we know that you do the updates through here, but because we pass each other – Throughout the course of the week, what else are you doing besides mm-hmm. the stuff here at ninety two nine? The game. Let's let's hear a bit, a little bit more about you, Tanisha, because we haven't had John. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you say that because the next, I say, twenty four hours is a sneak peek into the day, the day in the life of uh, Tanisha Batiste. We'll call it. <laughs> so after I wrap up with you guys this morning, I'll make a quick dash up to Marietta to support the team, and I'll have a couple of colleagues who are coming out. Uh, my girl, uh, Keisha Kelly, plans to come out from Black College Experience, as you guys know. So be prepared to kind of be alumna, alumna, what is it, alumna. Yeah, am alumna. I getting that right? Yeah, alumna. Yeah, alumna. <laughs> slash, right, slash media member, slash uh, co-sponsor for the cheer team and all of the above. So once that wraps it, I'll run down, back down here to College Park and uh, be on the TV broadcast team over at Peachtree TV as the College Park Skyhawks are back home. They've been on the road, actually kind of similar to uh, the Hawks going on the road. The Skyhawks are actually coming back. And I don't know if you guys know a little bit about that, but the Skyhawks, of course, the G League team for the Atlanta Hawks, they've been killing it. Uh, They've just been doing fantastic. And, yes, they they had a little setback Friday, but we're excited because uh, they – took a four-point L to Motor City Sunday, uh, Friday, but they're going to be back at it, and we expect nothing but the best for them to win tonight. So I'll do that, and then I'll spend the evening kind of watching ASC championship game, and I hope my heart is right, and the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, that'll be, of course, the nightcap game, and then I'll be watching the Eagles and uh, definitely expecting my guy Hugh Douglas's team to, to make it back to the Super Bowl. And the reason I mention that is because then I'll spend the evening prepping for that, because, of course, I'll be doing the updates for 92.9 in the morning, and then I've got my podcast, uh, ATL Day Ones, which is a part of the Yeezy Tegna and Lots On uh, Sports National Podcast Network that afternoon. So that is typically what my day looks like. Oh, and wait a minute. Lest Uh-oh. I forget, Uh-oh. then I'll be spending the afternoon uh, getting ready to do 
some SWAC championships that are upcoming over the next few weeks. But I'll keep that confidential because I don't mention too much about those things until I talk to our head guy, Mike Conti. So <laughs> but that tells you what my 24 hours typically looks like. There you go. See, you know, as you listen to that, two things came to my mind. One was at that whole diatribe about her entire day. At no point did she say anything about, like, eating something. No. Okay. When is that, when is that going to happen? When is that? Sweet. What is that? When, when, when is that going to happen? And the other thing, when yeah. you hear this rundown, and this is one day in the life of Denitra, right? But we know that she's got sparks coming off her heels Monday through Friday doing different things and, and, and broadcasting in different avenues. She's the person who a network who's looking for that next person to bring on board Yes. Hey, y'all hear about that that woman in, in Atlanta? She was on with some, I don't hear. I heard her do the updates, but she was on with Sam McGray. You see all the stuff she does and all the experience? We got to give him a what, Who's her agent? Who's her manager? <laughs> this is how folks get in touch with your people. When you come on with us. Now, I know that when you do the updates, you talk a little bit more you know, about stuff with these guys. But we want to bring you on so our audience and people who don't know a lot about you get to know you. And you never know where those ears are that are out there listening to me and Sam go, We've been looking for that type of person. So we hope that person gets in touch with you because we know how hard you've worked since we've worked with you here at the station. Very and, much. And that's yeah, how happy, no, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, that's how happy we are. I mean, there's people who we work with who we, we don't get a chance to talk to, and usually it's in passing. But we hear about their movement. You're like James Bond. You know, in that, well, we've been following your movements. Too, yeah, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, they say bad boys move in silence, so we'll say bad girls move in silence, too. I keep quiet sometimes, and then I'll just pop up and say, hey, here I am. Here's what I'm rocking. Here's what I'm doing today. But I do say thank you guys so much for always supporting me because it definitely takes a village to be able to keep it going like this. And you guys know I'm huge on that, paying it forward and, and making sure that we bring along that next generation of sportscasters yeah. just like you guys do so yeah xavier has fought I, i've been at them for years saying hey i know that we produce a lot of individuals in that health space which is great but it's also important that there are individuals out there to talk about those individuals who are doing things in the health space so yeah i'm huge on going back to the university and making sure that they understand the importance of our journalism program as well mentoring students there and also being very much a, a partner of our athletics because, hey, look, we're adding a team every single year, and it's not just our cheer team. Our baseball team was the runner-up for the National Black uh, Baseball Championship last year. We're adding volleyball, and all we got to do, guys, is add a darn football team, but I'm working on that. There you go. Well, that's uh, she's going to be out at, at, a life, at the Life uh, University Classic this morning starting at 9 o'clock, and people can come out and check out the Action and Chili competition Denitra, we thank you Denitra, for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you guys kindly. Have a great day, Greg and Sam. Appreciate you. Wow, no, our pleasure. Our All right now. Pleasure. All right. I never take care, guys. All right. I've never been to Xavier. You've been to Xavier University? I have not, but I know they got a great tennis team. Their tennis team is fantastic. All right. Yeah. We got another special com- uh, another special guest coming up next. Yep. Kennesaw State basketball coach, Mr. Raheem. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. If y'all don't know the rest of it, that's on you. Okay. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. I should say Coach Rain. Uh, Sports Radio 929TheGame.com. Yeah. 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 Y
Sports Radio 929 the game 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. Hope you guys are having a pretty good Sunday. And by the way, thank you. Pretty much everything, right? We ain't said that enough, have we? We have not. Yeah, for 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 making us a part of whatever the morning is on Saturday or Sundays and 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 working with us and staying with us through the call it the dark times. We only had a two-hour show once a week. <laughs> we, we made it through the tunnel, out on the other side. Yeah. Um, anyway, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, Ms. Crenshaw is going to bring you up on what's going on locally. Deshaun Tate's going to join us. i got a casting call. And up next, we're going to talk a little bit about Aussie Open. It was kind of boring, pretty much what everybody predicted it would be. It was over with the men's finals and three sets. But we will still talk about that and a little prep for what's next. These guys are moving to Paris and the French Open, and Will Nadal get there and well, I'm Joker, coming back to the States, too, him. now. We got, we, got, we got a few tournaments in the States. Yeah, well, I don't care up. about the majors. Well, I mean, no, the tournaments in the States are big because we don't have as many as we used to. Well. We used to have a lot of them. We will talk about all of that coming up next, but we have another guest. Yes, we and do. And this is the first time I believe we have had this gentleman on our show. And he got to be smiling. Coffee got to taste a little bit better this morning, right? <laughs> don't you think? It's Coffee's tasting gotta, better every morning with him this season. But, yeah, it's got to be a little bit better because as they go through this winning streak, there was a special one yesterday. We'll get to that, but we want to welcome – uh, Kennesaw State's basketball coach, Amir Abdul-Rahim, to Sam and Greg. Good morning, sir. Good morning, morning coach. coach. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I was just having a little tongue-in-cheek fun with you there about the coffee tasting a little <laughs> bit sweeter today. Listen, an eight-game winning streak is nothing to sneeze at. All right? And nothing to sneeze at, and you guys are playing great. But it was this Lipscomb team that you have not beaten since, like, 2016. And you, you guys had right. a little bit of a, win, a losing streak with them, and you snapped that. I think it was 12 games. But now that is in the rearview mirror. As you sit here today, uh, given the streak, given the, you know, the, the season that you guys, you guys have had, are there any concerns with your team? I mean, a coach is always kind of looking for something to get better. How do you feel about your team right now as you sit here on this Sunday morning? Well, you know that's the that's the uh, challenge of a head coach is you're you're even even through prosperity you're trying to find the holes you're trying to find where you know the weak spots may be and and I'm pleased with where we are as a team. Um, I, I was just telling one of my uh, assistants yesterday that you know man I still feel like we have so much room to get better. We still have some things that um, we can do a little bit more consistently, but I, I'm I'm very pleased with where we are because. I think the guys have done a great job of making this a player-driven program, a player-led program, and um, and that I think that's every coach's dream that when he can just come in, coach basketball, coach the X's and O's, uh, manage you know expectations, and and they drive the culture every day. It's that's when it gets fun to do. Folks, spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Coach Amir Abdurrahim from Kennesaw State University, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Sunset Amir, at Sunset Amir. That Amir is all caps, A-M-I-R. Coach, talk about what you, you did with your team early in the season to kind of toughen them, uh, to get them ready for this. Your schedule, your non-conference schedule was very challenging, yep. including a trip up to Indiana. I can think of a few places tougher to play than Bloomington and <laughs> when those guys are good. You know, you got Cameron no Indoor Stadium, you got, you got, you got Allen Fieldhouse, you got Rupp Arena, but when Indiana's mm-hmm. good, that's a tough place to play. And you guys went up there and you led most of the game. Yeah, you know, it, it's like the we've been building this program, you know, just steadily over the last three years. And and, and part of having a good team is you got to retain players and you got to help them develop. And I didn't want to play nine of the 13 conference games on the road, to be honest with you, but 
when you have, you know, five starters coming back, seven of your top eight coming back from the previous year, it gets a little tough to find home games. So um, we just kind of looked at it like, you know what, let's go, let's go test them, you know, because in order to achieve our goal and um, of hopefully winning the A-Sun championship, we knew we had to be good on the road. And so, you know, we had trips out to up to Indiana, out to San Diego State, uh, on the road at Mercer, Charleston Southern, at Florida. I mean, I could go on and on. And, um, you know, that, that that type of schedule is either going to do one or, th- one or two things to you. It's either going to strengthen you and strengthen that bond or it's going to break you. Well, our kids have been through a ton of adversity, like we talked about before, over the past two or three years, just with the schedule going to Creighton, going to Iowa State. And so uh, when 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 our non-conference schedule came out, everybody was looking at us like we were crazy. Um, but there was there was a little bit of a method to the madness, um, and so we've seen we saw that pay off here uh, early in conference play. Uh, but going up to Indiana, Sam, I'll tell you, man, it, it, that was my first time in Assembly Hall, and it was everything that I thought it would be. Um, the, the fans were really knowledgeable of the game, and our guys. What I love about them is nothing, um, nothing really scares them. You know, uh, nothing really you know makes them you know, kind of stopping the tracks or being off, you know, and I think that's more because of what we did in the summertime as far as, you know, trying to strengthen their bond as a team, um, making them, I shouldn't say making them, them choosing to spend real time with each other, not just in the gym or on the court, you know, whether it was in the apartments, they organized bowling nights. Uh, Chris Youngblood thinks he's the best bowler in the state of Georgia, but, um, (laughs) you know, uh, or organizing team dinners on their own. It, It was things like that I truly believe that have led to um, our success thus far this year. See, this this is what I'm talking about. I want to ask him about that specifically. We've got Kennesaw State basketball coach Amir Abdul Rahim joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom There are teams, college and pros that you have heard had voices in the locker room. They weren't necessarily the right voices. They were but when you talk about leaders in the in the locker room, the guys that you had mentioned, you said this was a player driven team. You must as yeah. you as you just talked about, there's a comfort zone that you have knowing that you have the right voices in that locker room and these guys are following or, or bonding their way to the right and becoming the right type of players. And that's there's no blueprint for that, right, coach? It just sort of Hopefully it, it, it comes out in the recruiting that you do, but you get the right players, but the right people too. Greg, that's a, that's a great point. I'll tell you this. Um, when we first got here, our, one of our first two recruits were Terrell Burton and Armani Harris. Um, Terrell Burton from Campbell High School locally uh, and Armani Harris from Newton County High School. And um, both of those guys were on that one-win team, all right? And and I remember that year, I like every chance I got to grab both of those guys and pull them to the side and tell them, hey, understand it's not going to always be like this, you know, but you guys have to have character through this. You can't conform to um, the mentality that had been what Kennesaw State was, you know, over the past, the, the previous four years before we got there, you know, and then we bring in. Uh, seven freshmen, nine new players that second year. And, you know, we were, again, more than anything, that those two years, we were building culture. We were building standard. We were building expectation. It wasn't about the result as much as it was about the process of getting the things in place to have a program that sustained over, over the years to come. 
And Terrell Burton, I give a lot of credit to him. Um, he was a kid when he first got here. I couldn't get him to talk, like literally. Like I would tell him a play in practice or the game, and he wouldn't call the play. <laughs> and everybody's looking around like, hey, what are we running? And I'm like, real, you got to tell him to play, man. <laughs> like what are you doing, <laughs> right? And now he's our most vocal guy. Like, he literally will take like timeout huddles where I'll come to the huddle, he's sitting in my chair, and he's talking to the guys about what we have to do the next four minutes or what we have to improve on or what we're doing well. Um, but he's also the guy, he and Alex Peterson, they're both uh, really good in practice when we're not operating at our standard, right? Like before it was me, right? And I become the crazy coach because I'm yelling and this, <laughs> that, and the other. Well, now, now I don't have to be the crazy coach uh, as much because – they're like they know what the standard is they know what the expectation is and so again it it feels really good be, now simply because we know what we came from we know what we came through and the fact that we stood on it and stood on it the right way you you said something I thought was really important we're very intentional about our recruiting um we're very intentional about who we put our put in our environment um but that's not only a testament to me that's more my assistant coaches as well persian williams ben fletcher both of those guys have been here with me the entire time so they walked through that one season win with me they walked through that that five season win with me and they were the same guys every day william small came in and added a ton of um, a ton, a ton of experience. And Griffin McComb, our operations guy, he had, he's been here with me too as well the whole time. So it's more about the people that are in our program and who we've been able to do, do it with more than anything. I think that's why we're having success. Coach, I have to ask you just a quick follow-up to that point. What was the conversation that you had after that one win season when you and the coaches sat down and went, all right, you know, I can sh- – can imagine that you guys felt like okay what we're doing isn't working what we need to change let's have a conversation about that how did that conversation happen what was it about it that you pulled from it that changed things around if you can point to one yeah, thing I, I, well I, I would just tell you this I, to be honest with you it, the, it was actually the opposite hey we are doing things the right way right we just now you know we needed a, a, a influx of talent <laughs> to be honest with you and that's not a knock to that first team, but, you know, think about this in, in collegiate uh, sport. You have this thing called APR, uh, academic academic progress uh, rate, and it, it tracks, you know, who you have graduated. It tracks um, who you're retaining or who you're losing. And so when we got here, we had APR issues, like to the point where, again, we couldn't move anybody on because had, had we, like, just got rid of seven guys when we got here and said, hey, we're going to get as talented as we can to try to win. Now um, we would have actually went into penalties and not been able to participate in certain things. And so we decided to keep, you know, everyone. And and it wasn't necessarily because of the APR. It was more like, hey, these kids want to be at, at, at Kennesaw State. Let's see if they'll buy into to what we what we'll try to do. And um, and it was, you know, anytime you're you're taking over a program and uh, kids came to play for one coach and one staff and uh, it's not their fault, then they get another staff. Um, I, I personally thought, like, it would be wrong to kind of kick those kids out here, so we kept them. Um, but, you know, when we got here, the one thing we knew, we noticed was that it really wasn't a culture. 
Um, it really wasn't an expectation or a standard. Um, I, I say this, and this is not to talk about the previous staff, but, um, I mean, weights were optional. Like, if they wanted to lift, they could lift. If they didn't, they didn't have to. Oh. Um, there was no accountability uh, from a, across the board from an academic standpoint. Our team GPA, I think, was a 2.2 or 2.3 um, when we got here. We've averaged a 3.0 over our four years here. And I, that's the thing I'm most proud about is that our habits off the court match our habits on the court. So that conversation after the first year was that, we're going to continue to push our culture. We're going to continue to set that foundation because, again, if 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 all we have to do is walk in and, and coach basketball, right, it makes things easier. But if we got to worry about guys missing class, if we got to worry about what they're doing off the court, what they're doing on campus, like that's when it, it, it becomes tough because, you know, I think the best teams eliminate distractions. Yeah. And that's the one thing I've been most proud about is that we hadn't had um, very many distractions, especially off the court that, that, you know, make our program, or our brand look, look, look bad. Now the, the record is 17 and six. And with each win they get, they're increasing a record. They've already uh, set a new record for wins in the season as a division one program. And there's still more basketball to be played. They're 10 and 0 at home, seven game winning streak. The next three are on the road. Uh, but, Coach, we just wanted to have you on this morning. A couple of people reached out to me on social media. Coach David Boyd says he thinks you're doing an outstanding job. Uh, Tanner Smith said he was out there with you for a while. He's proud of what you're doing. He's yep. out of Stephen F. Austin. There's some people that reached back. We appreciate you spending some time with us this morning, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to you Absolutely. guys doing the rest of the way. We're not going to talk about the dance yet, but, you know, no. you know, <laughs> it, 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 you know we're going to hold hey. back on it. We're going to hold back on that, Coach. Hey. Hey, hey, our headphones are on, man. Our headphones are on. We're, we're blocking out that outside noise and, and staying focused, and that means a lot coming from Coach Boyd, who's a legend in our state, and Tanner Smith was a big part of helping us build this thing to start. So um, I, I appreciate both of those guys reaching out for sure. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and all the best Thank uh, you, Coach. on your road games. You guys are back home hey, can we, on the level. Can we ask him this quick question before we leave? I know we got to go. Give us a pick. I know you're a sports fan. You're a basketball coach, but you got to sure. be a, a, a sports fan. You're looking forward to these games today. Sure. Who are you picking? Who you, who do you think's gonna end up in the Super Bowl, given these two championship man, games I'm, today? I'm going. I'm going Eagles, and I'm going Chiefs. Eagles. I like. I like Mahomes. I, they do. They've been doing a lot of talking up there in Cincinnati, calling it Burrowhead. I like Mahomes today. I like him <laughs> fighting through the ankle injury, and I like Jalen Hurts. Plus Love eight. It. Plus, isn't it tough, you know, pulling for a quarterback who looked like Home Alone, dude, Macaulay Culkin? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, it's a bad boy, though. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, is, he is. Yeah, Culkin. he is. He's a bad boy. Coach, good <laughs> I, I wish we, I, I wish we had, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Desmond Ritter, but I wish we had him here in Atlanta, man, because he can play, he can throw that ball now. Yeah, he, yeah, can. he can. Yeah, he can. But just a little jealousy in saying that, but that's okay. Coach, enjoy the games, <laughs> and thank you again for getting up and being part of the show. Much success. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, he, yeah he's getting it done. And, um, again, the turnaround when that happens has got to be so much sweeter. A one-win season. Yes, that's what I'm saying. A one-win season. This, what does that take you back to? I mean, I'm thinking of a professional team, but it's that much sweeter. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that Aikman and, and Jimmy Johnson, the boys had a one-win season. Yeah. So those three Super Bowls, or at least two for Jimmy Johnson, were very sweet. Same thing was going on in the success of Kennesaw State. All right, we're going to talk a little down under next. The uh, first major of the year in tennis has completed and – well, you know who won it. Kind of figured that was going to happen. But there's what's going to happen next is what Sam and I are going to talk about. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this 29th day of January. If you could get into a DeLorean and go back to see an artist who is no longer with us, but see it at their peak, at a specific performance, I'll give you an example. Like, would you like to be at the first time Elvis opened up in Las Vegas? In Vegas. Or, or that Hawaii concert where he was at his best. Okay, so something like that. The Beatles on Ed Sullivan or Shea Stadium. Okay. Uh, Michael, that night of the, the Motown 25. All right. Is there a place that you'd like to go see, or would Jimi Hendrix be on that list? Oh, and sure. A performance? Yeah. Which yeah. one would it be? I, I don't know which one. I got one. Uh, okay. I only got one. And it would be, but I'd have to have a backstage pass, as I wouldn't want to be out in the crowd, but I'd want to be there on stage when he did the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock. At Woodstock. Over the place. That'd be I, the I one, but I don't, I don't want to be, want to be in that crowd. That was that, that, <laughs> yeah. that, 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 even today. That looks pretty dangerous. It does. Yeah, I have to have a parking pass. That looks pretty dangerous. So, but that's one. I, I, we did that is because there was uh, on this date, Mr. Crenshaw, there was a a war was waged, and this is going back. This is uh, when Jimmy was there, just a year before you lost him, 1969. Apparently, this was a thing. There was a thing called a battle of the guitar players. And somebody else took on Jimi Hendrix. Now, who would do that? I'll tell you who it was. It was the lead guitarist from The Who. Pete Townsend. Okay. Called out Jimi Hendrix. Yikes. Is, <laughs> That's pretty as bold. Far as, now, again, this is 69. They're both, you know, young, and they feel like they're the, you know, the you-know-what. And the Who had been around for a minute or so. But, yeah, that happened on this date. <laughs> Like to bend it for that. And I don't know if there's any tapes that exist of it, what they would do. I don't know, fastest finger, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that happened on this day. And on how this, would you determine that? I don't know because music is subjective. You know, Pavarotti could fill up the same arena that Taylor Swift could. Completely different artists, right? Oh, yeah. So what are you going to do? He probably wouldn't have any problems with Ticketmaster, though. Ooh, wow. Might not. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Hattie McDaniel's face appeared on a stamp on this day for the first time. Mm-hmm. African American Oscar winner, the first, a thirty-nine cent stamp. That was a thing. So I want to bring that up. That was in two thousand six, believe it or not. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine Game ninety two nine Game dot com. Coming up uh, in the nine o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Deshaun Tate. Get back into this whole situation. What's going on with the Hawks as they head out to this road trip? But more importantly, when we talk to Deshaun, it's more about what's going on on the college level. We are a month away from March Madness, right? Yeah. And so he, this is his time of year. He don't want to hear nothing about the NFC check, the you know the kind of the, the the pro football championship games today. You don't want nothing to do with it. We had a nice uh, weekend uh, of some games with the uh, we had SEC and Big Twelve, had some games going on. It's pretty good. Kansas up at Rupp Arena. I mean, uh, that, that's that, that's great stuff. And you you know you um, you look to see what comes out of those. So we look forward to talking to him. And I'm going to let you know about uh, some of the opportunities in front of the camera here. Francis Ford Coppola has been thinking about a movie since 1982, allegedly, if you listen to some of the people who've known him for years. Well, he is in town, been in town, working at it right now. And uh, CL Casting, by extension Rose Locke, has got a number of roles. This is a period piece. We're just talking about the 60s. Well, in this movie, there's parts of it that focus on what's going on with NASA and what they've been doing in the 60s or were doing in the 60s. And and there's some other elements here that will make you, if you are booked in this, to most likely change your hair. Okay. Cut. Uh, ah. (laughs) Style. (laughs) And if you got tattoos up the next, you didn't see that too much in the 60s. So they're going to have to cover that up. 
But that is all coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? You are of the two of us. We both play tennis, you more than me, and, and we talk to We're going to change that. We're going to change that this year. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, because I'm, like I'm, I'm down and, gonna, and, gonna, and feeling gonna, very mobile. Come out. And, uh, we're going to come out and play and play some. Oh, absolutely. No, maybe people play a, we're gonna get play some, a lot. We're going to get some doubles. We're going to call some folks up and say, hey, man, let's play some doubles. Can we do one thing first, though? What's that? We kick any pickleball player right off the court. This is a tennis oh, court. We ain't got to get out of here. Because you know they're going to be everywhere. Yeah, they, 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 it, it, it's growing. It, it's it growing. I mean, I mean, no, no, I'm mean, it's, talking about it's in, kudzu. In, in, well, in, in town. And in town is, is a thing they're trying to, to figure out a way to get to put pickleball on more courts in the, within the city of Atlanta. But out around the area, yes, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. We watched, uh, if, you're, if you're a tennis fan, Roger Federer fly past what used to be the, um, the king of the, the Grand Slams, and that was Pete Sampras. And he passed him years ago. And I mean passed him and left him in the dust. Rafael Nadal inched up, and he got to Federer, and the two of them sort of went back and forth for a little while. Roger Federer is now, he's, he's, he's sort of exited stage left, and Nadal is limping into the into the end of his career. He may play the French, he may not. Depends on his health. But as you sit here right now and you see what, what Djokovic is doing, do you see him passing that record that Federer, excuse me, that Nadal has, which is one more than him, but three, four, five more than that? Uh, for, for now, it looks like that's, that, that, that's the possibility. You know, we, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, the, the, he, he takes the number one ranking. He wins today in straight sets over Stefano Sitsipas. Um, before the tournament started, they finished last year. Sitsipas was four. Uh, Djokovic was five. By winning this match today, he goes to the top, number one player again. The guy who had been at number one, Carlos Alcaraz, the young player from Spain, that's the guy we want to see who may be the, 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 the new test. Uh, maybe he's just too young to know any better, but he feels like he can probably be the guy to go out and, 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 maybe, uh, and maybe turn Djokovic around, especially on clay. You know, if Nadal's not able to do that, this is a guy who's grown up watching Nadal do everything and trying to emulate his game and then some to make this rise to the top as young as he is. So uh, we're watching to see what, what he's able to do. Um, is he healthy and is he, if he's ready to go in time for, um, in time for the, the, uh, the French Open. They got some clay courts and then some hardcore events coming up right now. We talked about how there are some events in the States as they come back, for the men. The men got a tournament in Dallas coming up in a couple of weeks, and then they go to Delray Beach. They play down in Florida, uh, and this play is warm. So it's a couple of hard-court events that they play in the States. Um, the women, right now, they're going to play some over in France. I told you about a, um, um, Alicia Parks, young lady who just flew up from Australia back to the United States on a jet yesterday, <sighs> headed for France. she got to be a private jet flyer. She's nah. She's just it's fine, but she's got to love that she's going to play at Lyon. Right, she's going, right. She's going Lyon. Getting, prepping for the for the French Open. Well, well, she's getting some of that. That's where the tour is right now because now the women's tournaments in the states. You know, like I said, this time this time of year used to be a big indoor circuit when the Australian was not in the first of the year. Australian was the back end of the year. Australian was after the U.S. Open. Okay. So the top half of the seasons when we had this big U.S. indoor circuit years ago. Sponsored by one, one was, uh, was was with WCT and the other one was with, for the women was Virginia. Slims. I remember that Billie right, Jean got that, right. and, and which they, was always just a head shaker. Yeah, had a cigarette company promoting, hey, <laughs> sponsoring well, a sport. But well, that's 
NASCAR was Winston. I get it. But they ain't running. Time. They're just sitting in a car. They're sitting on their butt. They can actually smoke a Winston while they're but driving. But no, you're out of gas. Without gasoline well, and oil and fuel, I'm just saying. You can smoke no cigarette <laughs> while you play tennis. You could do that in the car. But you know what? That what you, weren't, you know what? It was fitting because there was a time when women weren't supposed to that's right. smoke. Yep. So, I mean, that's that, that fit right in. The with, larger with, statement, with, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's uh, those uh, events have kind of gone away. And so, you know, now the women are playing, you know, they're going to come back. They're going to play an event. Let's see. They got an event coming up uh, in the States in Austin, Texas. And that one's coming up in, in February. So there, there will be a, um, a women's event in the States. And then Indian Wells. Indian Wells, of course, is oh, a, a two that place. out there. And then Miami has okay. the one that they, they play there. And those are the last two, you know, pretty fair. Uh, we, we don't call them majors, but they're unofficial majors for some because practically everybody shows up to play them because of the number of points that you get. Um, right. So those are the next big events come up, and then you head over to, to, to play on the clay. So that's what's coming up. We'll watch and see what the players are able to do. We want to see these rankings come out tomorrow, who makes a big jump. I'm curious to see what kind of jump Ben Shelton makes we talked about the young American player who did so well at this event, and the guy you really want to watch, uh, native of Atlanta, born here. His dad was coaching over at Georgia Tech at the time he was born, and uh, he just won the NCAA national championship last year at Florida. Uh, dad couldn't go out to Australia because dad's coaching the team down at uh, Florida, so dad, dad couldn't go over and watch him play. Um, but but um, he did a tremendous job making it into the second week of the tournament and shows what could be for the future of American tennis, this guy is going to be one you're going to want to watch, one of the fun. The physical build, he's 6'4", but he grew up playing everything. As well he, he should. He grew up playing everything. I mean, he grew up playing baseball, basketball, soccer, football, youth football. He gravitated to tennis around 12, 13 years old. So, I mean, he, he brings that mentality of all those, of those different sports to the table and uh, looks a little different than the average U.S. tennis player. Look a little different, and I, I think that's you know, physically. So we look forward to seeing what he's going to do before the tournament. I think he was, uh, what was that? He was 89. Uh, so I mean, playing into the second week of the tournament should really boost him up there in the numbers, and it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. And that's something we want to watch. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the Game, 92.9thegame.com, talking Aussie Open. I want to ask you about tennis players. Yeah. Because I don't know what life is like for the 50th the 100th tennis player, ranked tennis player. In other words, do they earn a good living once we get past the top 10? Because we talked about what Tiger did for golf. And at one point, you you know, it was you strive to be the number one player in the world or at least make the top 10 because that's where the money is. Well, the but then huge Tiger, money. But yeah. then, but well, but when Tiger got in here, and I've, I've given you the stat before, and depending on where you look at it, it was, and this is probably a five, even close to, but somewhere between five and 10-year-old stat. That when Tiger entered in in the mid '90s, the 100th ranked player made between three and four hundred thousand oh, dollars yeah. a year. Oh yeah. And when this survey was taken, like I said, between the last five and ten years, the 100th player in ranked um, in golf made one point something million. Yeah, the top 100 are all making a meal. So my point of saying it is, you're living in a private jet world, hanging around at 93 or 87. And that is not a place in the world of tennis that you want to be. You want to be higher up. Well, but is the well, money well, there? The, well, the, thing, the thing in, in that world of tennis is you don't have to play the qualifiers. You're automatically the main draw of any tournament you want to play if you're ranked that high. And that's to me, there's a lot of value in that. You don't have to go through the qualifying round to make it in. This tournament's coming up. I'll be there. And you got your spot in the draw. If you're below that, 
then you got to go out and you got to scuffle. And some of that, sometimes that's the harder, harder tennis than the real tournament is a tournament to get into the tournament. Well, you know? what I was getting at is both of these two sports, while being an individual sport, had all-time greats over the last two decades that oh, yeah. performed in them. Yeah. We know the money that came along with Tiger. Can you quantify the money that came along with the, the, the Williams sisters, if at all? Yes, yeah, so the money came along with it. Your TV ratings go up, your money goes up, your appearance fees, and then we, we talk about that, some of the money you get just to show. That's that's the other part. It may not all, it may not all, all reflect in prize money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all reflect in prize money. But there's, 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 there's plenty of money, money out there. I get it, but you it, on the but, same level of how it increased on, on, in the world of golf, did it increase that much? And it doesn't seem to be the case. Moreover, say what you will about this, what we're talking about here, these are these were women who were the gold standards in that sport, not a man. And we've talked about the, you know that disconnect. Yeah, yeah. And so, is is it something that really makes the fiftieth golfer on the uh, excuse me the fiftieth ranked women tennis player live a really good life? Oh yeah. With the, with the sponsorships very and all much, of that. That's very much. There. Very right, much. That's all I wanted to yeah. know. We move it into this nine o'clock hour. Got some stuff coming up with having to do with basketball. Some money flying around the air in the movies. But up next, Mr. Crenshaw is going to let you know what's going on locally. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.